And now for another amazing episode of the Pop Zara Podcast. It's the State of Gaming Podcast. Hello, welcome back. What's up, everybody? We are back. This is the State of Gaming Podcast from your good pals over at popzara.com. This is your managing editor, Nathan Evans, of the Popzara website, where you want to read about stuff because you don't want to listen to about stuff, but you can still listen anyway. Welcome back to the State of Gaming for, what is it now, October 2020, the spooky month of Halloween. And for that, we have Mr. Spooky himself, the senior games editor, Ooh, Corey G. Man Gallagher. Corey, welcome back. Hey, spook- thanks. It is nice to, be back in the, nice to be back in the past of 2020. Ooh, are we 2022? Because I, you know what? I spent all of yesterday thinking it was Friday, so I'm like, my internal chronological clock is messed up. I need a reboot. You need to turn me off and turn me back on. I mean, I can't help to turn people on. You know Ooh. me. Uh, that's what I love about you. You know how to zing and zing yep. and zig and zag. Well, let's talk about zigging and zagging. So we're talking about the state of gaming for October 2022. That's a sure. lot of twos. That's a lot of twos. That's as many twos as you're going to get for 200 years. So enjoy the that's twos. That's terrible. That is two. Although technically it would be February 2022, wouldn't it? February 2nd, 2022. Anyway. 2022, 22, 22 in 200 oh my years. God, we just lost everybody. They're all gone because the jokes are bad. But anyway, Corey. Yep. Uh, we're talking about State of Gaming for October 2022. A lot of stuff that came out right now, uh, usually the format is we talk about the big games for the month, then we talk about our good friends over at NPD, what's selling, what's not, and then we wrap it up with everything else. So let's get into it because there's a lot, and I think I think we can sort of zip through some of these too because there's a lot of games. So if you're going to buy something and you want to buy something brand new and shiny or, re- or remastered, so what do we got going on for the month? Well, the first big one at the top of our list shouldn't surprise anybody. We have a new entry in the long-running Call of Duty franchise. Oh, shocking. Shocking. Yeah, I'm I'm floored. Um, So this is Modern Warfare 2. Uh, I had a chance to play the beta on PS5, and I got annihilated. Woo! Now, here's the cool thing about that, though, is uh, there's actually a campaign coming with this one. I know we always talk about that as if they didn't only skip one year, but I still always think it bears mentions. There is a single-player campaign in this game if you don't just want to go online and be meat for the people who played Call of Duty for decades. You don't have to. There is a campaign. Please look forward to it. Well, also, a little PSA. Uh, I don't know when you're listening to this, but if you pre-order the game, this is a PSA for you, uh, you can play the campaign early. I don't know. It, it almost sounds like they're using the campaign as sort of a, a bonus as opposed to, like, the structure of the game because i think everybody it is a multiplayer experience right oh i mean that's that's been the case for years now but the fact that it exists at all is definitely something worth mentioning because there was that very brief period when everybody and their grandma was worried oh no we're not going to see single player games anymore and that obviously didn't come to pass and we, we should be thankful for it really it's just such a strange argument that they keep having they keep having nobody wants single player oh wait we need single player nobody wants it it's back but uh, Call of Duty, Modern Warfare 2, so this is a re... What would you call this? Would you call this a reboot or a remaster? This is a this is a sequel to the... It's the second game in the rebooted Modern Warfare series. Let's go with that. Okay. I mean, they, they could have had it... They could have renamed it something else, but they got to confuse everybody. So um, I remember playing the original Modern Warfare 2. What was it? Was it 2009? Yeah, I believe it was around then. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was pretty good. I think it you, was pretty uh, good. You played um, as our hero, Soup? And uh, soup, chunky soup. Yeah, who's a who's the voice actor who does one of the characters? The Scottish guy, McTavish. Uh, I, I, is that McTavish is his name, but I cannot recall Mc, the voice actor's name at all. 
McTavish. Well, whoever you are, you're pretty good, and Scottish voice actors always go great in any <clears throat> genre of any game. Anytime. Absolutely true. So. But hey, you know what other games are pretty good anywhere, hmm. anytime? We are going to talk a bit about Overwatch, and that is a game that has come and gone, according to people on the internet, time and time and time again. But in reality, I don't really think it's ever gone anywhere. I think it's still got millions of players since it came out back in, uh, I think it was 2016, 2017, 2016. Point being... Overwatch is still around, you can still play it, and now you can play it for free because Overwatch 2 has come out and it's free to play. You know what's funny? I saw a story that they're still selling <clears throat> Overwatch 1. Yeah, you can still buy it, even though you can't play it so anymore. So, I believe you can buy it because it gives you access to a bunch of the characters in Overwatch 2. I don't like the future. I, I want the future to be be familiar. Yeah, it is, it is rough and painful that you can play games for free that maybe in the past you couldn't. Overwatch 2... <laughs> is by and large a similar game to overwatch one they have made some adjustments to things like team composition uh they've had a couple new characters a canadian uh some canadian lady with a burst rifle and a healing ninja uh are both a couple of the new characters you can tell that i've not really played overwatch 2 uh because uh, overwatch is great when it came out but uh i just got kind of tired of and played other stuff uh, i'm not being a very good ambassador for this game right now <laughs> well that's not a that's not a that's not a slight on the quality of the game that's a up for people to decide but it's it's sort of like it, there's just been so many other options that are available besides overwatch to do what overwatch yeah does. exactly for and... instance for instance overwatch has a hamster character in a giant mech that can turn into a wrecking ball do you know that yeah no and hamsters but I'm not surprised. are very closely related to rats and do you know what game has a lot of rats in it let me guess. Uh, yeah, you could definitely guess. It is a Plague Tale Requiem. You didn't <laughs> even have to guess this. Told you. A Plague Tale Requiem is a sequel to A Plague Tale Innocence. And all these titles, is it's making my speech sound very strange. Uh, but it's a sequel. We follow a young woman and her little brother. Um, we're not going to spoil anything about her little brother because that would... Uh, hmm. uh, anyway, hmm. uh, they are in this medieval world that is infested with a plague of man-eating rats uh they have to battle the rats and their fellow humans it's kind of walking dead style except instead of zombies it's mice um yeah it's a very emotional sort of game uh, you better believe that when you read the official reviews of it everybody's talking about how they cried and how it made them feel things mm -hmm. and you know as somebody who has never felt anything other than hunger because of a video game and i don't know how i'm going to feel about this one but i am reviewing it soon so please look forward to that on pop zara well, people really liked the first yeah. game, despite how depressing and sad it was. I think it was uh, one of our favorite games of the year when it came out as well. Right. And so. uh, you know what's cool about this game is that if you have Game Pass, you can play both this and the previous game on Game Pass. So if you want to feel stuff, you can feel stuff essentially for free. Is it also on PS Plus or just the Xbox um, one? As far as I know, it's just the Xbox one. I would have to check. I have to admit, a lot of my gaming takes place on PC. Uh, and mm -hmm. in that case, it's usually going to be Game Pass. I see. Uh, or PC Game Pass, as we should say, because not game all Pass games are available Ultimate. on. Yeah. Game Pass Ultimate. Ultimate. Uh, speaking of games that are definitely 100% not available on Game Pass or PS Plus, what's the next? The, on the next list? game on the list is Mario and Rabbids Sparks of Hope. Can you believe they made a sequel to Mario and Rabbids? <laughs> yeah, because I think the first one's so well, but that name, though, that name. Well, you know, they mentioned sparks, and uh, sparks are these little star rabid creatures that you can equip as gear to your characters to give them new abilities. Well, they do spark hope. They do. 
but do they spark do they spark joy uh you know it's funny when i looked up reviews of this game to learn a little bit more about it, i've played some of it but uh you know you gotta really kind of get your brain around these things mm. that's definitely the heading of a lot of the official reviews is sparking joy and that just makes me think that mm-hmm. i all journalists are actually kind of a hive mind you think yeah well, we're more like gerbils. Like, you give us the maze, we and crawl through. It there the we cheese. go. We're going back to the rats again. Uh, but yeah, so Mario and Rabbids Sparks of Hope, sequel to Mario and Rabbids from back in the day. Uh, it's basically Mario XCOM. Yeah, pretty much. But I mean, the XCOM formula is pretty popular. People like it. Yeah, quite a bit. absolutely. So and this it's... one's a little bit more polite than traditional XCOM. I mean, you're not going to be missing shots and watching your soldiers die forever and crying as many tears as you cried when you played Plague Tale Requiem. Uh, no, no, this is a Mario game. It's a, little bit, it's a little bit kinder, a little bit sweeter, still a lot of tactical energy, and there's a hard mode if you want it. So if you like that kind of thing, take a look. You know what else you should take a look at, though? Hmm. If you like things. Let Let's talk about something that's not Black Adam and DC Universe. Let's talk about something completely something different that has, that has nothing, nothing to, do. to do with comic books. They yeah. made another what Batman game, and they called it Gotham Knights. And I, oh, well, I guess Batman is a comic book character. Rest in peace. And is, I say rest in you, peace because in Gotham Knights, Batman is dead. I was going to say, a Batman game without Batman. He's dead Batman. for real this time. He's really dead. He's not but, coming back. That's like a Black Panther movie without Black that's, Panther. I can't imagine. <laughs> Batman in Gotham Knights is dead. He was killed. You now have to control his protégés. There are four of them. You've got Batgirl, Nightwing, Robin, and Red Hood. And they've each got their own abilities, their own things they're good at, only things they're bad at. Red Hood is bad at not standing out because he's a big dude in red armor who's yelling and shooting guns all the time. That's not very Batman, is it? No. But you can choose any of them and play through the game. And uh, it's been getting, what's the word, shellacked. In the official reviews, why? But why? Why is that? Is it because of the frame rate issues on so the console, I, or is it so something I think else? A big part of it is the performance. You know, I I am I have a new PC that I've had for well, I say new. It's I've been here for about a month and a half. This thing's got a uh, thirty eighty Ti in it, a very nice graphics card, very nice processor, and it can run this thing at sixty FPS. But man, it uh, there are definitely some points where it struggles a bit, and there's no reason that it should. I think the other issue people have with it is that it doesn't really. It, it kind of makes some changes to the Batman Arkham formula that people might not like. For instance, you've played these games, right? you played Arkham games? Big fan of them, You know actually. that nice feeling where you can counterattack enemies as they're coming on you and you can like, block their moves and mm-hmm. keep your own moves going? Yeah, that's gone now. You know, I wasn't following this game very carefully, and I'm going to sound really silly, but for the most part, I, I thought this was actually a fighting game at first until I started delving I into no, it. No, no, this, because... is, this is meant to be the next Arkham game. Yeah... Um, I never felt that way. I never got that feeling. And, from you know, it. I think a big um, part of it is they took the Arkham name out of the title, and you know, maybe maybe they're trying to mix it up. Maybe that's not quite what they have in mind. But when you play it, it definitely feels like Arkham. I've played about two or three hours so far as Robin. Uh, I picked mm-hmm. Robin because he's supposed to be your stealth specialist, and he is. He's got a bunch of cool stealth moves. You know, chokes a guy out, hits him with a stick, things I like to do in my daily life. Sounds like fun. Uh, but your other options have their own, you know, specialties. Like I was saying, uh, Batgirl is good at brawling. Red Hood has guns. Nightwing has his stick things. Uh, if you buy the deluxe edition, you can dress everybody up in Batman Beyond outfits. How you like that? Oh, oh, wonderful! Uh-huh. Remind me of something else. You know, I just I don't know. Like this is the this year we actually had a really good Batman movie with the Batman. So it's been it's been rebooted for the twentieth time because you know that Lord knows we need more Batmans. But uh, I don't know. Like I said, it's I, I I'm not going to comment on it. Um, I will say this: Is it the same developer? 
as the previous? I would have to check exactly who it is. Um, I will say that, generally speaking, there is a much greater focus on RPG elements in multiplayer. So that may be a, a big part of why the game doesn't feel the way that it used to. Yeah. Next up, we've got Resident Evil Reverse. What the hell is this? I don't know. What I don't is know. It? What is it? It's supposed to be coming out. They keep promising it's coming out. Do we oh, know? Is it the? Is it like that card game? The the card game that came with RE three and you, like you were. It was a dead by daylight kind of thing, and you. Some people were survivors, and then one person was like a system control person who summoned zombies to attack him. Is it like that? Is it that thing? You got me. You're the expert. You're the you're the guy. You're I the am the expert. Knows. I am the guy. It's just you, you put stuff on here now. You know that's great and all. It's good that there's more Resident Evil. Let's not talk about this. What? Are, who even knows what this is? Let's talk instead. <laughs> about the fact that they're <laughs> remaking Resident Evil 4. Have you seen the gameplay from that? It looks fantastic. Yeah, I mean, we, we, we were going to peg to talk about this before, but this being Halloween, especially appropriate. But uh, yeah, uh, a lot of reboots and remakes of Resident Evil and sister, you know, sister series, yeah. Silent Hill Sil coming Lots out. Which we can Silent Hill coming out. That's exciting. What the hell is Resident Evil? Hold on a minute. I think Resident it's, uh, Evil like I said, Reverse. It is an online-only title. Characters clash in a fight to the death. Um. Uh, it it just looks oh. like a deathmatch kind of. Uh, eh, eh. Have you noticed? Have you noticed whenever they do Resident Evil spinoffs, it's always like an online only multiplayer thing, and they've been doing these these spinoffs for like twenty years, and they never work. Like then nobody uh, ever wants here, them. It says here, says here, you got six people, and they all go into battles, and they they fight each other. And here's the Steam review. It's like two pages long, and I'm not gonna read it. Um. Well. Go back to Gotham Knights for a second. You mentioned yeah, Gotham Knights has a four-player um, multiplayer. I believe everybody can play as their favorite Batman characters, or I guess not their favorite you, Batman you know characters. You can't be Batman, but but uh, but no. Think about this for a second, though. This is this is a direct reaction to the online the online phenomenon and Twitch streaming and everything. Yeah, the, the, like you the have new to, you, spicy thing. It's I think it's called Twitch streaming. It's is that what those kids are doing these days? What, what, <laughs> those what, children what is, what is that called? Get off Twitch. My no, but it's like, how do you make something multiplayer that's not intended to be multiplayer, as opposed to like, you know, you take a traditional core experience. Let's, let's be honest, Resident Evil thrives as a uh, Here it is, experience. here it is. It okay, so yeah, Resident Evil Reverse is a Dead by Daylight clone. And that's interesting, because sure. I've recently been playing for review another Dead by Daylight clone called Dragon Ball the Breakers. It's the same idea. One person gets to be the villain, and they have to battle a whole bunch of uh, delicate little survivors that they can easily defeat, unless they get careless. And the survivors can all team up and find a way to defeat them right back. You know, Silent Hill is doing one of these, too. I believe it's called Townfall. So, yeah, Dead by Daylight clones, big business right now. Because Dead by Daylight is big Makes business. Sense. It's yeah, a huge absolutely. game. It's it's actually one of the it's actually one of the biggest games of the world. We just don't really hear about it too much because it sits and it does its thing, and it makes the it money. It makes the money. You know what game did not make the money back in the day? Star hmm. Ocean Integrity and Faithlessness. That was Star Ocean Five. It came back on the it came out back on the PS4. And uh, what year was that? That would be 2016. Okay, it came out in March 2016 on the PS4, and it was terrible. It was so bad. Uh, Star Ocean, Integrity, <laughs> and Faithlessness. You know, I don't say this very often. I firmly believe that most games these days are good. We have a really good established baseline and foundation. Yeah. Uh, Star Ocean 5 was awful. And that is why I was surprised to find that they made Star Ocean 6. It is called Star Ocean the Divine Force. Because somebody buys it. Somebody's buying hey, these Hey, that somebody is no. me. I am definitely going to be playing Star Ocean the Divine Force on Thursday because there is a demo out, and it is fantastic. Can I, a uh, little side, I love it when you and I both do research and we're trying to be slick about it, but you can hear the keyboards. 
you ever call one of those like helplines, whatever, and the computer tries to make it seem like it's researching and it has those sound effects like, let me check that out. I mean, I don't, I don't think I'm being slick about it at all. You <laughs> ask me about some dumb Resident Evil Day by, Dead by Daylight clone, I'm just like, what the hell is this? And I get on the keyboard like... But you know what I mean, like those fake IVR calls where they try to make it sound like they're, they're actually doing something, like... Like, let me look yeah, that Nathan up. Nathan Evans, I'm just going to say, have you made sure to check your car's warranty lately? <laughs> oh, no, I'm going, I'm, my car is going right to the Right junkyard. to the junkyard. Uh, speaking of junkyards, game that takes place on a planet that's basically a junkyard. Man, I am really stretching for these, uh, these uh, segues lately. Uh, they made another Tales from the Borderlands. See, that's another thing. Are so all of these game sequels? Well, that's the thing. Like I said, it, it, these legacy sequels, so they're not actually part of the main line. They're, they're, they're spinoffs. They're, they're something else that are not what you expect, but they're kind of related uh, to you it. Know, in, this case, so, in this case, I think if you like Tales from the Borderlands, you are probably getting more of what you want with new Tales from the Borderlands, the sequel, which is coming out at some point. I didn't play the first one. I watched some of it. It is a telltale, telltale, tale, telltale game. Uh, basically, it's like a movie with some point-and-click adventure elements on top of it. You make decisions. The game is like, oh, such-and-such will remember that. Uh, but then such-and-such such is usually killed by zombies later. Oh, no, I just spoiled the entire Walking Dead series. Um, and, yeah, if you're into that kind of thing and you like Borderlands, I am told the first one of these was fantastic. Um, but I do not know how the reception for this one has gone thus far. I can say, though, uh, just so we can clarify it, the original one was developed by Telltale before they were uh, shut yes. down. And so this but is a they resurrected were, one. Before they said they'd remember that and then were eaten by a zombie, you might say. Well, I'll say this. Um, Netflix was talking about resurrecting Telltale at oh, some point. And we, and, yeah, so it's like maybe, you know, maybe... Because uh, Netflix is known for resurrecting dead shows and then resurrecting and then killing them off again. Like... Uh, you know, maybe if something fails, there's reasons why it failed. Uh, New Tales from the maybe. Borderlands got a 7 out of 10 on IGN, which means it's a 5 out of 10 from Ooh. human beings. <laughs> That's Yeah, those rating systems, they really are accurate and representative. Yeah, absolutely. Let's let's close this out. we got a, we got a, two, two more, more that are interesting. Now, this first one is really interesting, actually. This is the... Uh, so yeah. this... I used to think this was a good thing. Now I'm not so sure. We're going to talk about No Man's Sky. No Man's Sky was released on the back of a big old pack of lies, and it was terrible. Mm. And then over time, they kind of fixed it, so now it's less terrible. And now... Uh, I guess developers have kind of gotten it in their heads that it's kind of okay to follow this uh, to follow this path to do this. Like you can release your game and have it be garbage, and if you fix it over time later on a shoestring budget, then everybody will think you're great. And uh, I'm not going to think of any games that have done that recently, uh, except for one called like Bliber Bliber Skunk. <laughs> yeah, but they fixed it. They so fixed it. So it's not even that they fixed it. The game is about the same as what it was. They've released a really good anime show on netflix that everybody mm -hmm. should probably watch Speaking even if you don't like anime because i'm telling you this thing is amazing and i believe that did well enough to not only lead to an expansion for blibber skunk it also has led to a sequel they're gonna make another one of these this game bombed like hiroshima and they're gonna make another one because this anime was so good well, it, it resurrected the game, though. I mean, the game has now sold, you know, tens of millions. It's just, this is the thing, though. I'm out two minds at this, Corey. You're right. They they release these unfinished things, and we're supposed to, like, we yeah, are Yeah, why, why are we clapping and cheering when they release something bad in the first place? Like, when you release something bad and it sucks, you're supposed to get fired. You're not supposed to uh, then get cookies for finishing it later. 
Because eventually, though, the game is good. That's right. the problem. Get your cookie. You're so happy to get your cookie. You know, you don't have to worry about that nookie because you know you could take that. And, you know, shove it up yeah. your ear. But the but the fact is, is that what's the, what's the alternative? I mean, the alternative is, the I guess, the takes... game comes out and it's broken forever, and nobody ever gets to enjoy it. And that is why, I guess, from a perspective. The story of No Man's Sky is good. Anyway, now it's on the Switch. You can play on the Switch. It is a great fit for the Switch. I don't think I've played it on the Switch, it? but it is cool. How, I mean, this is one of those. Is this one of those impossible ports? I mean, we haven't seen it yet. But how does a game that this complex and this this let's you just know, say given, given the procedural nature of it all, I'm not sure if I would say it's impossible. I I don't know anything about the port except that uh, the developer has mentioned that the Switch version will have parity with the, the other version. That's which, pretty impressive. Which is interesting. Yeah, because I think there was another one that's not on this list. We're talking about, uh, we didn't put Alan ah, Wake on, but, on the list, but, see, but that, that also came out for see, Switch. What they didn't say is that it's going to have parity with the original mm. release, so you'll try to play it fresh. Woo! So you get, to re, you get to relive all that nonsense. Please look forward to it. No, I, I don't think that's actually the case. I'm pretty sure it's fine. Um, no. no Man's Sky, I will say, is a great fit for Steam Deck, and that means it's probably also a great fit for Switch. You know, if you just want to spend an hour or two before bed exploring the galaxy looking at procedurally generated nonsense, now you can do that. Mm. But hey, you know what game is going to struggle a bit more on the Steam Deck and probably will not come to Switch? Hmm. Definitely. Well, I would say definitely not. Come definitely to come to Switch. Switch. Actually, you know, I haven't tried it on my Steam Deck, but if uh, Days Gone and God of War any indication, maybe it'll be fine because we are talking about the Uncharted Legacy of Thieves collection. These are really good games. Which... Yeah, but they were really good games yeah. before. And now you can play right? on PC with your fancy graphics card. Like if you, for instance, have just gotten a new computer with a 3080 Ti and a nice processor that can actually run Gotham Knights, you could play it on that, and it'll go great. This is another one of those things where you can't get a PlayStation. It's okay because you got a PC, which you can get, and you can probably get cheaper well, than a PlayStation. You know, you can definitely say that for the Xbox because basically every Xbox game comes to PC now. I still don't think you can say that about the PlayStation just yet. Not yet, but it's getting there. Like, for and, instance, uh, big game coming out in a couple weeks, God of War Ragnarok. You better believe you're now playing that on PC for a while. Well, think about it, though. Um, that we're going to have Miles Morales, uh, the Spider-Man spinoff, coming out, what, next month Believe for the so. PC? These, uh, these things are getting closer and closer to release, though. Like, like I don't know what Sony's, uh, I don't know what Sony's uh, window is between PlayStation and PC, but it's getting closer. Hey, you know, so, maybe, maybe one day we will all use the same colorful plastic boxes to play our electronic entertainment. Maybe one day. Well, it's interesting. Like I said, well, we, that's for that's for another discussion. But um, how, how does it run on the PC? Yeah, it's Pretty good? gorgeous. It runs beautifully. Um, you can crank the settings up. It's not even an issue. Uh, it comes with Uncharted Four and the Uncharted Four standalone DLC, so you can play them both. Woo! And, and so, uh, a lot of games you want to play in one, you may not. And I, I will say, so. um, Uncharted Four is one of the better ones in the series. It is fantastic. So if you've not played it, uh, worth a look. Um, if you want to play the originals, that's a little bit harder on PC. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll say this. Um, if, if I can give my rankings of the Uncharted series, which I do like the series quite a bit, um, I would say the best are 2 and 4, if I'm yeah, being honest. Yeah, that's absolutely the case, yes. I think uh, three, 3 is okay, but 3 needed TLC when it came out of the oven. It wasn't baked yet, speaking of, uh, speaking of that whole yep. thing. But no, 4 was great out of yeah, the box. Yeah, 4 is fantastic. And... Right from the start, straight through, straight through to the end, it is good stuff. It's like watching a summer blockbuster action movie except your main character doesn't look like he's 12. <laughs> hey, hey. Yeah, uh, throwing it around. So. But you, know what, uh, you know what does not merit shade because it is important 
and something you should trust implicitly. Yeah, so we are going to segue to the next yep. section. Uh, our old favorite used to be the focal point of this whole podcast. We've decided, nah. So we are talking about the NPD. That's the National Purchase Diary. That's the the closest thing we have to a accurate foretelling and looking at sales of video games on retail and digital yep. shelves. Of course, like Miss Cleo, all numbers should be taken yeah, as not to entertainment say, they, purposes only. They can tell only. NPD whatever they want. First off, second off, unless you are the one making the money from these sales, they do not matter to you. This is just for fun. However, <laughs> however, it's still yeah, fun. It's still though. fun. Interesting points about this month, by the way. Consumer spending has gone down, says NPD analyst Matt Piscatella. He came on the show once. Twice. twice. Oh, cool. Never mind. Yeah, I think, I think twice. I think twice. He's, he's a friend of ours. He, he, he likes us. Two um, I'll say this, though. Since appearing on our podcast, he's become sort of a, a sexy celebrity mm. himself. And, you know, he's living the highlight, you know, drinking champagne and, you know, champagne wishes and caviar dreams. So he's too good for us now. But we still like you, Matt. And if you ever... You know, if you ever you know descend in your career, we're always here to the take mighty always because, fall, know. Matt Piscatella, and when you do, we'll be here waiting for you in the gutter. <laughs> but uh, but no, things have gone down a little bit. Um, again, PlayStation Fives are getting a little easier to say, You know to pick what you up, won't switching. have in the gutter, Matt Piscatella, a PlayStation Five. <laughs> Except maybe maybe you will because you can find them now. Hey, getting, they're getting easier. Uh, they're getting a little bit easier. But um, you know, we we talked about Uncharted a little bit, and I I would really like to know the real lifetime sales of the PlayStation because I know Sony's obviously been a little disappointed because of supply uh, is not meeting demand. Yeah, we're slowly but surely so, working on that though, which is nice. Yeah, it's don't release your console during a pandemic mm. and uh, release it to retail. I have to say, stores, release Animal Crossing so. instead, and you'll be in good shape. Hey, you know what else is in good there shape? Go. These twenty games we're about to read off. Yeah, so we talk about the software top twenty best selling according to NPD. So starting yep. at the bottom, we're knock them out pretty the quick. Um, however, there are some surprises here, and this is one of them. Dragon Ball Z mm -hmm. Kakarot is on here, and I think I know why. Because why there was a Dragon Ball Super movie released. Uh, I believe it was either this there month was. or last month, and that got everybody all hot and bothered for Dragon Ball again. There might have been DLC for this one, too. I'd have to look. And there was also that Dragon, uh, very well-received Dragon Ball DLC, for, uh, I don't know what you'd call it for Fortnite, that everybody kind of liked it and kind of fit really well yeah, with that yeah. game. Yeah, I mean, everybody so. takes big old steaming dumps on Fortnite, but I am always there with my toilet paper to help clean it up. I think Fortnite is just fine. <laughs> it gets a lot of people interested in franchises. They might not be otherwise. You yeah. know what I'm not interested in, though? Baseball. MLB The Show 22 is number 19. Who cares? Moving on. Assassin's Creed Valhalla is still here, and that's probably here because they announced a whole bunch of exciting new Assassin's Creed games recently. You know, I got to say something. I watched that show, and maybe it's me, but when they showed the trailer for the new Assassin's Creed, which apparently is going to go in a different, older yep. direction, was... Was that actually gameplay, or was that just the cinema? Because I can't it's tell very, anymore. It, it is like hard cinema. to tell these days, and I think that's one of the wonderful parts about the modern gaming industry. Number 17, Call of Duty Vanguard. Uh, that's not going to be here much longer. Uh, well, you never know. Like, I mean, I, I, yeah, you're right. It's not going to be here much longer. Number 16. Nope. Horizon 2 Forbidden West. I don't think it's actually called Horizon 2. I think it might just be Horizon Forbidden West. Anyway, uh, here is another Sony game you will not be playing on PC anytime soon. Uh, well, the first one was already on the PC, so I imagine the second one, but I know, wasn't, didn't they just announce a TV show? Did they, aren't they making a TV show based on Horizon? I try not to think about things like that. You know, I didn't put it on the list, and we don't have to talk about it, but they, I think the trailer for The, the Last of Us showed up this oh, month. Boy. Did you see it? So, 
I, I don't really understand why you would need a show about The Last of Us when The Last of Us is basically just store brand Walking Dead anyway. And you could just we have The Walking Dead at home. So, <laughs> well, The Walking Dead's over. It's end. Well, is it over? The the the, the... The, the the primary show yeah, I gotta is admit, ending. I've never They're going to have watched any any Walking Dead media. Um, I'll say this: the first couple seasons of Walking Dead were extraordinary, especially the first episode. Like it it was groundbreaking, right. and it be, and it became the biggest show in the world for a long time, and then it degenerated into nonsense and irrelevance. Can I say that? So, but uh, the the Last of Us is a, is look. You're going to start seeing this more with Sony. They're going to greenlight every single franchise they can because the synergy between movies and games have never been greater. They're looking at the box office for Sonic the Hedgehog and Uncharted. Now, they're not huge blockbusters, but they make money, and they're not bad right. movies. And I and we're going to get into this later with one of my other stories, but this is the way it's going to go. It's going to be media synergy and, now. You know, and so, hey, remember, you don't even have to have ever played the game to make a, a show about it, as we saw with Halo. Yeah, that's true. Um, you can make something that they were they were uh, open about that. You too. can they make something that was not. They were proud of it, and uh, it shows. They 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 should own Absolutely. it. Number so. fifteen. It's Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. So actually, I think I'm wrong about the new Call of Duty knocking off previous ones. In fact, we might just have three call calls of duty Call of Duties on the list next month. It's it's very possible if this keeps up, we're going to have a list of just hey, call of you know, I'm, I'm all for it. Let's go. Number 14. So you know what game is still on here, much to nobody's surprise, because there was some new DLC announced recently. Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, you can soon play as the Doom Guy and as Toad. See, Doom Guy, but no no Master Chief. I'm afraid not, afraid not. And also, I'm full of it. They, uh, they stopped making DLC for Smash Ultimate. The last one was Sora from Kingdom Hearts. And that's interesting because there are plenty of other characters that can pack in here. I guess we'll have to wait for Smash Ultimate 2. Uh, it is still here because it is one of the best games you can get for your Switch. And if you have a Switch, you should have it. Number 13, Lego Star Wars Skywalker Saga. We've said basically all that needs to be said about this. It is Lego. It is Star Wars. No hmm. surprise here. This is... Uh... I'll say this, though. It stayed on the list. Like, look, this game has persevered unlike most, and to its credit, it's Legos. It's Legos, absolutely. Number 12 is Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Number 11. Yeah, let's just let's just say this. PC. Let's just say PC did this. Yep. PC did this. PC did this. Sure did. Number 11 is Minecraft. PC did that, too. Number mm -hmm. 10 is Mario Kart 8. PC is not doing that, but it is a <laughs> rock-solid version of the game for your Switch. Mario Kart 8 uh, Deluxe. DC, uh, like you mentioned before, DLC with the Nintendo Online thing. I think new tracks just launched, and to Nintendo's credit, they 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 do DLC a little different, but they, at least they're doing yeah, it. That's absolutely true. Speaking of a game that I would really like to see some DLC for, number nine is Elden Ring. That one's not going anywhere. Can we just say this? It's what it's October now, but Elden Ring is the game of the year, right? Yeah, it's. I, I would say it's. Probably, do you see that changing? No, I think that's. I mean. It. I mean, I don't mean like it's the best game or anything, but this is this is the game of I, the I, year. I think it might be the best game this year. It might be. I mean, I mean, despite my inadequacy at That's it, but fine. Uh, it happens to a lot of guys. Don't worry about it. <laughs> number it eight. Before. You know, there are a bunch of guys in this series that it never happens to. Number eight is JoJo's hmm. Bizarre Adventure All Star Battle. I don't think anybody's surprised to see this in the list. I kind of am. After that big JoJo show on Netflix was making numbers. No, I'm not surprised at all. <laughs> no, I just I, I I'm always it's always interesting to see what happens when older games get resurrected and there's still audiences for them and I think it's great I think I think we I think too too often Corey I think the gaming industry focuses on uh, obsolescence yep. like we saw with the Call of Duties a little bit so when something's old is resurrected again or 
tidy it up. I, I think it's exciting. I think it's I think it's the way to go. I like yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. Number seven, speaking of things getting resurrected, they mm-hmm. made a new Saints Row game after Agents of Mayhem completely bombed. And this new one is fine. It's not great. It's fine. Play it on PC. Use your nice graphic card so it runs well. Uh, you know, keep your expectations low, as I always do, and you'll never be disappointed. Number seven is Saints Row. By the way, I was told this game was mm-hmm. bad, yet here it is in the top ten. Huh. Here it is. Number six, TMNT, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the Cowabunga Collection. It's a bunch of old games. We <laughs> packed them all up. And uh, oh, Genuinely surprised about this one. Um, not in a negative way either. I just, I, I'm happy to see a... NES game on this list because there's several NES games on this collection. Well, you know what, Nathan Evans, I, I like to think that I'm three of the turtles and you are one of them. I'm cool, but crew and my party dude, I do machines and you lead. So lead us off. What's the next game on the list? Uh, let's see. Speaking of a game we have not mentioned or referenced or talked about or discussed whatsoever, The Last of Us, part one. It's The Last of Us, the first game again. It looks a little bit nicer, plays a little bit better. It is actually the second remaster of this game, <laughs> which I don't know if we needed that, but we, we sure got it. And if you like The Last of Us, you probably want to play it because it looks nice. And it, yep, there it is. Number four. <laughs> Number four of Splatoon 3. I have played more of this than I want to admit. I will say this, uh, I would caution everybody, to, I don't have the exact numbers, and I would be very interested to see what the, the, the Splatoon did, Splat, excuse me, Splatoon 3 did in the United States, but this game has conquered Japan, unlike something I haven't seen in a long time. I would expect like, that if we counted digital copies, this is probably number one this month. Well, the only reason I think it's not is because because the games that are above it are both super, super multi-platform and more a little more mainstream. Yeah, they're think, not going to surprise anybody. Yeah, but they, the, the, the games that are above this are going to disappear a little bit just simply because they're iterative. And that's not an insult. It's just the way they are. But, uh, yeah, but Splatoon 3 has been something of a strange phenomenon that I don't understand at all. It's an FPS where you can win by shooting the floor. Yeah, but it just it, this is so weird to me. Because speaking of games that got resurrected, I mean, this is a game, a franchise, a new Nintendo franchise. People say they don't exist. That started on Nintendo's failed console. And yet, here we, we are. And here we are, and it's yeah, it's breaking. I think I think Splatoon three has a chance to become like the next phenom Switch game, the way Animal Crossing was. Hey, it very well could. I, yeah, I think it's already sold like seven million copies in Japan. It is doing which extremely is, well. Yeah, which is insane. That's like better than Dragon. What is that? Dragon Quest numbers? Yeah, absolutely. It's crazy. And hey, the last three games: NBA, Madden, FIFA. Oh my! Woo! That's it. But but but. That's expected. Yeah, and, not surprised at all. I honestly, um, I honestly think I would like to see one of these lists where we just remove the sports games. I hate to say it, well, sports games are games. I know. I will say this though about this: um, it is nice to see uh, Electronic Arts and Take Two Interactive competing because EA had uh, franchise monopoly on these things for way too long. Absolutely. I think Sony does one too. Didn't Sony do the MLB game? I would have to check. I, I, I don't yeah. know these things. Well, I think, well, the only reason that mattered is because we mentioned Uncharted would never be on the Switch. However, I think MLB The Show is a Sony game, and that's on a Nintendo console, so anything could happen. Anything could happen. Hey, speaking of anything happening, let's talk about other things that are happening yes. real quick. Uh, last section, we call it Everything Else. Which everything is Else. Literally we can, everything Else. We can knock them out so, real quick. First off, yeah. is anybody shocked to hear the stadium is dead? Developers? Like, I, I got to tell you something. Um, we have been... What's the word? Would you say bullish on the stadia? Like, we don't hate it, but we kind of knew its days were numbered. You know, it's funny. Like, when Google has to explicitly state repeatedly that they're not going to kill something off, you know they're going to kill it off. I will say, 
I will say, first off, Stadia wasn't the worst thing. Second off, no. they refunded anybody who bought one from them, which is a really cool thing to do. Third off, you get to keep the controller, and that thing is damn nice. Yeah, but the controller doesn't work with anything but Stadia because it's a Wi-Fi controller. Really? Yeah, you have to connect it to your router. Like, there's talk about trying to retrofit it, but, like, Google did everything wrong with the Stadia, the only, which, is fine, which is funny because the actual service itself is pretty good. Um, it saved a bunch of uh, Popstar editors when they needed to play games on a, on, a, on a pinch. Yeah, so I feel bad, but, you know. You, you sure cannot use the Stadia controller on anything mm-hmm. but this, Wow. Okay, never mind. I don't like I it anymore. Stadia is the worst. Get out of here. <laughs> also, things that are dead. Uh, By the way, let's just say this. Stadia RIP 2019 to 2023. I think it shuts down in January. Rest in peace, Stadia. Also, rest in peace, the resurrection of G4. Now, I'm going to admit, mm. I never watched the original G4. Um, and I also didn't watch this one because it turns out that uh, I already have a bunch of YouTubers and stuff. Well, you know what's funny? I look at this uh, when G4 was announced again. Like you, I've never really watched it because it was just beyond my time. I grew up with the magazines and fanzines. So, I mean, if you like, but G4 I was, was popular game for a while. back in the day myself. I think uh, I think some Popzar editors actually contributed to G4 at some point, so I can't really say for certain without without egg on my face. But I will say uh, the resurrected G4 was another thing like Stadia. It's that you kind of knew its days were numbered, and you kind of wondered. You want to be a fly on the wall in that uh, room where they're looking for venture capitalists. You want to see how they could say it's going to work, and it seemed it almost felt like a money laundering scheme. Yeah. a little bit because there was no just hope a for little it. like I'm not really um, sure who was looking for this, and in fact, it says right here in the memo. To the employees that have lost their jobs, let's be a little bit morbid here. Over the past few months, we worked hard to generate that interest in interest in G four, but viewership is low. Well, here's the thing: um, that's like getting a fax in the mail. We live in the age of Twitch. We live in the age of you know streaming. We live in the age of all this stuff. Um, the fact that G four thought they could somehow ask people to retro, be retroactive and watch linear television yeah, again like, was always say, like, silly. I, to me. I can get any content I want on games. In fact, I don't need anybody to tell me what to think of a game. I can find comment uh, comment free gameplay on any game I want, as much as I want, anywhere I want, whenever I want. Just there's no need for this I, anymore. But I will say one thing. I do want to address the the elephant in the room is a lot of commentary about G4's demise has been centered around, you know, a video rant that one of its uh, presenters did a couple months ago. Again, I don't follow this stuff, neither do you. um, So I'm not going to mention that person's name or whatever. And but I think it gave the impression that G4 was, quote unquote, woke or progressive and all this. Yeah, I, I think that did turn people off. No doubt. Who wants to be shouted at unless you're getting paid for it? But that's not the reason G4 died. G4 died because it, its business model was antiquated. Nobody wanted it. Um, it did nothing to to prove to justify its existence. And yeah, it's just I don't know what it is about video games, Corey, but people buy these IPs for a dollar, and they think they can resurrect them. Like the one that comes to mind is like Atari or Intellivision. Like what? Nobody you know, wants all it. They, all they really would have had to have done to take this IP and get rich was make a Dead by Daylight clone based on it. If I were going to do G4, I would say keep the branding, scrap the content, uh, partner with Twitch streamers, and have like a sub-branding. Like, uh, you know, you know, Toys R Us is coming back, right? Do you I, see this? What? To- yeah, Toys R Us is coming back as a pop-up store. Oh, no. You know when you go to Best Buy? But you know when you go to Best Buy, they have those 
Amazon pop-ups or the Samsung pop-ups or even the Apple pop-up. Like instead of having an Apple store, you oh, have like that. a little Toy, Apple store. Toys R Us shops will open up in Macy's stores in the 2022 holiday season. How about that? Yeah, but they're they're not investing money in a brick and mortar store and starting over with Jeffrey. They're, they realize that their time has yep. come and gone. You know, so they it's sort of like um, you know with music how you have like a legacy artist who's like past their prime, and so they start partnering with younger artists to get relevant. That's that's what G4 should have done. It should have said, we can't exist as a TV station, so let's exist as a brand. You know what exists in and a different form now that is working, though? Mm. Yeah. Super Mario Brothers. They're making a movie. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've heard. Hey, I, have I have. I watched the trailer. I was actually very impressed with every aspect of it, but a single one, and I think you might know what that is. Yeah, I didn't like Jack Black is terrible. Yeah, no, recast. he's the worst. <laughs> Jack uh-huh. Black is ter- no, no, no. Jack Black is absolutely just bottom line fantastic. Actually, pretty cool. Actually, pretty cool. Yeah. Actually, um, Super Mario Brothers the movie trailer debuted this month. Uh, I think they're pretty ecstatic uh, impressions. Yeah. I think most yeah, people, I think people generally like it. Um, I think the only complaint it's the same one I have is that Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt as Mario is kind of a weird, weird knee. and I wouldn't even say it's bad. It's just weird. Um, but they were already ready to smash him. I mean, he's got himself a yeah, reputation needs, in certain they circles. They need star power, and he is star power, more so than Jack Black. Well, well, what's funny is that he's going to be another voice lead in another animated movie a month after Which this one's comes that? out. He's going to be the Garfield. They're making so another he's, Garfield He's doing Garfield. Movie? Yeah, no Man, Bill I just don't follow this stuff, I guess. Man, that's exciting. Get to see Chris Pratt as Mario, but, then it's Garfield. Can't wait. But Chris Pratt, though, he's a very funny, very talented voice actor. And i got to be honest with you, I don't think we've heard enough of his Mario to judge. But there's no way they were going to have... Look, I love Charles Martinet. I love him as much as you do. He's in the movie somewhere, so he's going to be there. But there's no way they're going to have an Italian stereotype going, Mamma mia, mamma mia, for an hour and a half. It's not going to happen. Yeah, I guess that is true. Hey, Um, there's something else, though, and this is actually more of a you thing, because I haven't followed this at all. I don't really do the the, the controversy thing anymore. Oh, yeah. Uh, we talked about this before the show. Um, by the way, I did want to say one more thing about Super Mario Bros. movie trailer. You and I, we were never texting about this. That might be the best animation I've ever seen. That's pretty solid. And if they can keep, if they can keep that level, because it's Illumination, right? Illumination is th- technically the biggest animation studio in the world now. Sorry, Pixar. If Mario makes money, like, I mean, if it makes money. If this movie does gangbusters, we're not talking like Sonic the Hedgehog, four hundred million. If this movie does the billions of the Minions movie. It changes things, and I just want to, I just want to stake uh, stake my claim here. I'm saying if Mario does money, then it will change the way video game movies are perceived. So let's just revisit this sure. later. Here's this other crazy thing that's going on. We're turning games into movies, turning movies into games. I think we're doing a little bit less of that these days, thankfully. Uh, mm-hmm. One of the big things lately is mobile cloud gaming. Take your phone, play Ooh. some games. Can we just say this? Um, these are contradictory terms. Like, you need internet mobile to play the game, so you, you let's let's create a platform that where where access is spotty at best and make it fully reliant. Yeah, I, I just I really don't think that we are at the point in our infrastructure yet for this kind of thing to work. But we're talking currently about the Razer Edge and the Logitech G Cloud, and I will give them one thing: they both look <laughs> real cool. Like I I kind of want to own one of these, not even knowing what it does. Well, let's just say this. Uh, both of these machines by Razer, the Razer's Edge, come on, let's just, speaking of Bill Murray, uh, and then we have Logitech G Cloud. They, these companies have some balls on them. Can we just say that? Like, yeah, I don't boy, know. This thing sure does look like a stream deck. Hmm. Well, 
It costs more than a Steam Deck, Corey. Oh, not, <laughs> so, not well, it depends on the model uh, Steam Deck, I guess. Actually, you're you're not yeah. wrong. And the Logitech G Cloud costs more than a, a Switch. So the ultimate so, Android gaming handheld. Be still, my heart. Ooh, the ultimate again. This time we mean it. No, I mean I Razer. They're known for doing goofy things like this and making you know taking chances that they don't really support. But it's not like Google where they put out like this big production and get everyone convinced, you know, their money laundering scheme and then shut it down. But like, this is it. Like, we're going through, look, how many times have we been through this? We're going over through a phase. Over again. Oh, we're, we're, we're really yeah. are going to make Android the gaming platform this time. Really? Or, for sure. Yeah. I mean, like it's Android gaming platform. It's going to be your iOS is going to replace your DS. If VR is going to be a thing, 3d is it like right now, somebody like last year, the notes came in cloud gaming's a thing. Uh, we don't really have to do anything except provide the console. Let's do it. So let's let's look at the competition. Let's make hardware that's way more expensive. Uh, let's make the compatibility almost non-existent. Uh, let's require you to be around a really fast Wi-Fi, and let's take away everything you like about those things and just make it a lot more hasslesome. Yeah. Just uh, I, how can this possibly yeah, fail? It's going to be totally fine, just like the Ouya. You know what the Ouya didn't uh, have though? Uh, E3 support? Really fancy next generation processors like the ones that just got released. Uh, the AMD Ryzen 7000 and the Intel i9 13900K and 13600K. Can I say something? Sure. Full disclosure? I'm rocking the Ryzen 7000. How is right that now. going for you? Well, uh, this podcast has been interrupted three times because of it. <laughs> so um, for, it's it's a new thing. I see. Oh, is that I what's that, doing it? Okay. I, yeah, I knew that going in. Yeah, there's some speed bumps and everything, and maybe I shouldn't have, you know. But when you get something new, especially a new processor, you know there's always that learning curve or there's system malfunctions. There's always problems. And I think with the Ryzen's, I think there's some heating issues. Um, I haven't experienced it yet. Uh, but no, uh, you got a new PC too, but you're, are you Raptor Lake or are you still on the old gen? Uh, so let me check which one is in here actually. It's been all... I think the Intel's just came out. I don't think you have that. I think they, the Raptor yeah, I don't have just one of these came new, out like this super week. duper fancy ones. That's absolutely sure. I have a 12900KF in this thing. Uh, we do have a review for the AMDs on popzara.com. You can read it. Uh, Herman's been, our, our tech editor Herman X has been good at that. We don't have the Intels. I'm not sure if we will because they're very they're cost prohibitive. But uh, from what I understand, the Intels sort of outpace the AMDs a little bit. But that's to be expected. Uh, yeah, we got another generational thing, but that's good. Like we we talked about this before. The pandemic's over. The GPUs are yep. out. Um, yeah, the floodgates are opening. So here comes the next gen. I will say one thing though: if you're going to upgrade your Ryzen's, you're going to upgrade your computer. You're getting a new computer. You got to get a new motherboard. You got to get new RAM, DDR5. Probably going to have to get Windows 11, so suck it up, Buttercup. So, but that's what happens. You can't just update the old thing forever and ever. It's not a Katamari. Yeah, can't so, keep doing it. Yeah. What you can keep doing is remaking and re-releasing mm -hmm. and bringing back old survival horror franchises. Yes, exactly. They never, unlike the unlike the victims, they never. And die, we talked. We actually talked about most of this already. But uh, Silent Hill, bunch of yeah. new stuff. Remaking Silent Hill 2. We got a Dead mm -hmm. by Daylight clone. We have whatever Silent Hill F is. It looks like an Asian take on Silent Hill. Very exciting. One thing we they didn't got a new see. Movie coming out. We didn't see PT. Got a new movie. No, we didn't see PT. But um, I think Chris Fragans, the French director, mm -hmm. he's coming back to do a new movie. Nice. And uh, yeah, so I mean, did you like? Did I, you I see actually Silent did. I saw it in theaters, and it was not bad. No, it wasn't bad. It was uh, which, but it, it didn't have any like staying power, like the Resident Evils. Like, for, look, can I just say something? The Resident Evil movies, for the most part, have been trash. Mm -hmm. um, the recent ones have been really trash. And it makes you long for the Mila Jovovich ones, which is saying something. 
But um, what are you more impressed by? Are you more excited about the Silent Hill remakes or the Resident Evil remakes? I'm pretty thrilled about the Silent Hill thing. I think uh, I really think we had all counted uh, Konami out just in general, and that turns out not to be the case. My, fa- uh, every- I know everyone will say like when you say what's your favorite Resident Evil, most people say four. Sure. Like let's just be honest. When you ask people for Silent Hill, most people say two. Right. But my favorite is actually a game that nobody liked. <laughs> so, um, I mean, there's some trashy Silent Hill games. Can we just say that? Yep. But um, I love Silent Hill Shattered Memories. I'm kind of on the record of that. I love it. I love it. I love it. You know, his um, uh, director's that... most recent game, Immortality, rock solid. Well, didn't he, like, sort of resurrect full motion games? Yeah, he did. And like I said, if you guys haven't played Immortality yet, very much worth a look. Yeah, he did her story yeah. as well, right? Um, and Telling so Lies, no, which he... nobody seems to remember that one. But it was a thing. It existed. But yeah, the Shattered Memories was the game where there's no combat. It's all psychological. And it was interesting because it was on the, the Wii, and it was very progressive. I mean, you know, technologically progressive. I don't think we're ever going to see a remake of it, though. I think it's uh, it's going to be lost. But um, yeah, I mean, I'm excited about this. I'll, I'll get back into Silent Yeah, Man. I think it's going to be good stuff. And I think Resident Evil is going to be good stuff. And I think we're in good shape in the industry as a whole. I will say this. One thing surprised me about the Resident Evil thing. Um, Resident Evil Village is coming to Max, which is interesting because never in my life had I, I thought you know, the, when you the first Mac, said it, I had, the new Max. At, I had to look at the document again because I thought you said Mac yeah. M-A-X. Like, what the hell is a Max? No. Like, you mean Mac like <laughs> Macintosh computers, which much yeah. to my surprise still exist. Well, they sell, they sell good and they have their own processor now, the M1s, M2s, which are smoking hot. Like, they're, they're really good. But they're still Macs, so you know, give, giveth they taketh away. Um, I'm glad that they're coming to the Switch, but they're cloud version, so I don't care. Um, that is not the optimal. Like, look, I love my Switch, but playing a cloud game on the Switch is the worst way to play anything. You know, you. I think you've like, mentioned as much. It's impressive to look at, but actually playing it is kind of. Mm-hmm. No, they're not impressive to look I at. Corey. They're really bad. They look. It's like taking like a low. It's like taking a high resolution game, shortening it out, putting Vaseline on the on the screen, and then squinting in the dark. It's. I'm. I just don't think they should do it. You know what's really sad? Because you see these miracle ports like No Man's Sky or Doom Eternal or um, whatever. There's a there's a bunch on the Switch that shouldn't happen, like Dying Light, and you kind of wish that they just tried that. Just see what happens. It's not going to look as good, but I don't know. I just. At a certain point, maybe you should. Like, what would it, what did Jeff Goldblum say in Jurassic Park? Just because you could doesn't yep. mean you should. Like, but I I guess people are buying them, so it's your money. You spend it however you want. You spend it on crap. But that's you know what I'm going to be spending my money on next month? A What's bunch that? of exciting looking video games. Ah, yeah. So we should uh, let's close this out by saying uh, this is recorded in October. Uh, Typically speaking, November is the Megaton month. Uh, there's a lot no, of Megaton man, games Man, November this month is, too, so. is ridiculous this year. November, man, it, it's yeah. out of control. We got Sonic Frontiers. We got that releasing a day before God of War Ragnarok. We have, let's see what else we got. We got the remake of Tactics Ogre is coming. Yeah, yeah that's, that's ex- very exciting. That's a fantastic game. We have new DLC for Salasta, big... Uh, Big D&D game a lot of people like. We have the new Dark Pictures anthology. It's called The Devil in Me. That's coming out. However, unfortunately for that game, it is coming out on the same day as the new Pokemon game. That could be a case of, you know, reverse marketing. Like, like I don't know I don't know exactly, like, if there's much overlap between Pokemon and Dark Pictures, but 
You never hey, know. Hey, you never know. Uh, and finally, the last big one that month. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of other smaller stuff, too. Don't get me wrong. You're not going to be bored next month. Uh, Warhammer 40,000 Darktide. Uh, the distant sequel to Vermintide, very, very popular multiplayer game, is coming out on the 30th. A lot of games coming out. A lot of games are going to sell. November, like I said, that's the one break before Christmas. I think people have been pent up. They want to they wanna buy, buy, buy. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how the numbers look in December. But as always, we'll be covering it. We'll be looking at things. And we'll, I guess, Corey, this is where I say we'll see you on the next one. Hey, absolutely. Level. You know you know what they say, guys. It might sound crazy, but it ain't no lie, baby. Bye, bye, bye. Bye-bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Pop Zara podcast. Remember to like, follow, share, and subscribe on your favorite podcast app or service.